ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Two Dykes and a Mic. I'm Mackenzie Goodwin. And I'm Rachel Scanlon. Why don't you zoom in close and stay a while? It's time for a story from your two gaunties. I know for a fact you have no stories to tell. But lucky oh, really? for you, honey. Oh, really, I honey? I came prep today. Oh, really, honey? Because guess what I do? You know you and I were gabbing in the car so fucking hard on the way here that you literally almost fell out of your seat. Okay, I got in the car and you and I hadn't seen each other for two days. Which is bad for us. Which is bad for us. And I literally got overwhelmed at how many things you and I have to talk about. My friend here, sorry, my boyfriend. <laughs> my literal husband. Sorry, you're my husband. I'm your stay-at-home husband. Dyke. Yeah. You were spinning out of control. There was almost steam coming out of your wig. I was like, hey, buddy, I'm right here. And you were like, I have so many things I want to tell you. I don't know. Because you go two days without seeing Kenny. You think, oh, Mackenzie, she's so independent and has boundaries. I do. And then you become her BFF and you're like, get this suction cup off my ass. I do feel like some kind of water creature who has attached myself to you. You're describing a barnacle, babe. That's a Barney. <gasps> New nickname alert. Barney? Barney. You know, that's my grandpa's name. That's so cool. That's, that's hot. Cute. Are you calling my yes. grandpa hot? Yeah. I had a Eugene, which I'm like. I love a Eugene. I love a Eugene. Mm -hmm. I mean, the men of that era, like Stanley, yeah. any type I, of Dick, Charles. I do hope that those names come back around. Because they will. I, I think Stanley, Eugene, Barney. Yeah. Strong male names. Yeah, for sure. You know. If I may, mm -hmm. do you remember when everyone had a baby and they named their baby the old grandma's names? Yeah. Pearl, They'd be like, it's Stella. Olive. Yeah. Evelyn. Mm -hmm. Love, if I'm being honest. I mean, they're all winners. Yeah. They're all winners. I'm ready for that to come back. But when, remember, everyone's doing like gender neutral names. Mm -hmm. Let's have then classically male names be for, I think, baby girls. This is my daughter, Walter. <laughs> this is I... my daughter, Walter. Okay. Hot. hot yeah this hi this is my girlfriend her name is dick i'm gonna be honest i absolutely fucking love it yeah are you kidding me no i know this is my little boy and this is my son <laughs> ursula yeah rocks this is my little boy dorothy <laughs> that Wait, rocks that's sick this is my son dorothy yeah you can call him daddy <laughs> Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm if sorry. my son's name is Barbara, I'm <laughs> fucking here for it. Kenny, I laughed so hard I almost popped my tampon out. <laughs> Don't. Just... Don't do that. But my son Barbara. <laughs> Dude, first off. I'm fucking we... shitting over here. We have to Why? write a feature film called My Son Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> my son. <laughs> this <laughs> This is my son, Deb. <laughs> you can call him Debbie. I'm obsessed. Uh, Deborah. <gasps> Deborah for a boy. Ooh. Rocks. Ooh. This is my son, Betty. <laughs> also, like, yeah. yeah, first of all, gender's over. Gender's over, but that being said, it's giving mop. It's giving mop. Okay. I want very gendered names yes you're right yeah. walter for a girl walter for a girl is so rock and roll mm -hmm. okay that is rock and roll yeah it sure is Mm-hmm. how fun i'm here for, for it. how much fun are we already having you and i are well popping 
T's out of V's. <laughs> I can't believe I said that at work. And HR. we also have such an amazing guest on today. I can't believe this is the intro to their episode. Honestly, I'm sorry. I would like to formally apologize. This uh, this episode is <laughs> so good. It really like, it's is. actually the fact that I'm remembering the episode that we shot, and I'm like, wow, I really, we're really popping T's out of V's to this episode. <laughs> I, so I, I would have... like to apologize to our yeah. guest, who was honestly one of my favorite guests of all time. Yeah, for real. Um, I know. We had Allison Stoner on, and they are a one wealth of knowledge. Yeah. And In- inspiration, and funny, smart, kind, giving with their time, generous with their intelligence. Like, fucking rocked. One of the best guests ever. So I love queer people. I don't know if, like, I think that's... Like we're funny, jokey, dumb, dumb sluts. I would say. Overall, well, me, per- okay, yeah. me. I'm a dumb slut. Um, but I love queer people so much, and when we get to like do this with people that I feel like I'm just like soaking up, a-, a la Barney. Yeah. I'm like, this is such a fun thing that we get to do, and I'm so grateful. I know this was such a good day. I've had the best time with you. I like don't even want it to end. Let's hook up in the car again on the way home. Yeah. If I have, if I have the energy. <laughs> I'll do all the work. You know I will. I always do anyways. Everyone sit You get lazy. And relax. <laughs> and enjoy our episode with Allison Stoner. This is part one, by the way. Part one. Also, wait. Oh, wait. Before we get into it, yeah. we did just drop our tour dates a couple weeks ago. Half of the dates are already sold out. So trust me, you're going to want to get tickets to this. This show is going to be so much fun. It is the Topping Your Best Friend Tour. Hi. We have some amazing cities that are on there. We have Chicago. Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Los Angeles for Netflix is a joke fest. Austin, Texas. Where else are we going? Everywhere. We're going to Florida. Seattle. Portland. Yeah. We're going to Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach. <laughs> We're going everywhere. <laughs> So trust us, go to dudexinamike.com and get your tickets today. Get your tickets and um, I can't wait to see all the Dianes. Dianes have been doing this fun thing where like, even if I'm doing a solo show, mm-hmm. uh, they'll ke- they'll see me like setting up my camera or something and they'll they'll fly straight up to me and they'll go, it's me, Diane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with all of our Dianes, all of our sharks. I cannot wait to meet you in person. We will meet you at shows. Yeah. Um, we have merch that we're going to be selling. We're I gonna... cannot wait to sit cross-legged on a chair talking about Diane's. You better believe that. And we go on tour in er- early April, so you know that we're going to have some shit to talk about. Yeah. Mid-April. You guys, <laughs> this episode is is really good, and thanks for being here. And if you would like to see... This awesome setup that we have. We're at the Spotify Studios. Yeah. We're shooting right now, recording at Spotify Studios in Los Angeles. Shout out Spotify. We love Spotify. Forward slash well lit. <laughs> backslash. Somebody took a red eye last night. Forward slash free LaCroix. Backslash lattes. <laughs> We're just listing all the shit they have in the cafeteria. It's wig. It's also, it's very... I've never recorded when is the last time we recorded an episode with you wearing a bra and me wearing shoes never it's been a while it's usually braless pantyless yeah i have my bad wig on today i have <laughs> you a good one record on. pantyless i'm literally calling hr oh and get him on the phone <laughs> she does um and if you see me in public or at shows and you think to yourself huh ray only wears that outfit you're right it's just the one this is me 
please, I'm going to try and actually, we, we have to get to this episode. It's so good. It, yeah. Okay. You guys sit back and relax and listen to our episode with Allison Stoner. But I did put concealer on, so that should help. Yeah. You look great. No, you look, you look very stunning. I saw you come in and I was like, wow. You saw me come in? Yeah. Like oh, just you, like right here. You popped your little head in and I was <laughs> like, holy okay. shit. I'm like, do I need to start wearing makeup? Uh, no. No. <laughs> you don't want to start now. 99% of the time, I cannot be coerced into doing such a thing. Yeah. Thank you for doing it for us. Thank you for leaving the yeah. house on a rainy day for us. Yeah. I didn't know who was going to be listening and tuning in, so I just wanted to make sure I bent the gender in just the right way. I think you did it. Thank you. <laughs> you You're really crushing. did. Thanks. I'm going to sit in probably 12 different positions over the course of the episode. I know. It's a big enough chair to be queerly sitting on it. <laughs> Which is, you got this. You, you this. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. The, this one. The which one Ray tuck. already said yeah. you were going to do. Yeah, yeah. This and is then good. And then there's the, mm -hmm. this, but it was raining, so now I have to ask how much of an... Ooh, see? Yeah. I almost cursed. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we can have curse, you bleep everything if you'd like. We can tell I'm our editor gonna right now. not going to change the children. <laughs> right. They're going to know. They will know. But Kids are so like, smart. Damn, our teacher's fucking awesome. They probably will use the F word. Yeah. I just realized that I said it. So I don't even know when I do it. <laughs> no, this oh, is I'll help with the censorship because I've you. been living in a bubble since the age of eight. I was going to say, wait like, to get into this. What a segue. Yeah, because right? of the, the longest this is how the cage time. Feels. <laughs> Destroyed the cage. Do you see these bars? That's exactly what it was like. It's not decor. <laughs> oh my God. Should we just get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Two Dykes and a Mic. I'm Mackenzie Goodwin. And I'm Rachel Scanlon. And I'm Allison Stoner. Yes. Perfect. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. And it's nice to see you here in such a queer space. So queer that I'm nervous that I will be unfiltered and you will need to do a lot of edits. Which we can absolutely do. Shout out Leah. We love you, Leah, <laughs> hey. our editor. Who will bleep anything out, cut anything out. But we're so excited to have you here today. I don't know what we're going to get into, but I'm ready. Thank God. Mostly. Yeah. Well, no, we want to start out with, if I may. Please. We want to talk about your queer journey. Uh, okay. <gasps> well, I should know that that was going to be. That's going to be like a number one. And yeah. I know, yeah, you you came from. I mean, you kind of just Are mentioned. Even allowed to say it? Being in a cage. Yeah. Since the age of eight. Mm-hmm. Well, so how many people have gone through the faith journey deconstruction to queer pipeline? I mean, everyone. And we were just talking about that. Okay. Yeah. Of like growing up in that company <laughs> is Jesus? very similar to like growing up deeply religious. Yeah. Mm. I was in Would the... You say? Oh, the if... that company meaning... Yeah. Yes. The, yeah. <laughs> Allegedly, I don't want to be sued. I don't know if I would compare Mickey and Jesus... <laughs> I haven't really They both done... have great branding. They do. <laughs> and a lot of merchandise. Actually. And great music. Not so great branding recently because did you see the Vatican was hosting some sort of something and they <laughs> personified Jesus as this, you know, really whitewashed, effeminate, near, God bless America. <laughs> K-I-N-K-Y uh, figure. It was like, you know, just hardly clothed. Whoa. And um and and now people are split between whether they like it or don't like it. That's so fascinating. I like whenever people decide to depict a like 
how they see their Jesus, but it's always been very like slutty in my opinion. Jesus has always been up there giving slut, like topless kind of like a loincloth. It's a loincloth. It's a very dikey as well. The Birkenstocks, the diva curl, weird relationship with your dad, carpentry for who your girlfriend. That's a lesbian. Yeah. You heard it here first. Jesus Jesus is a lesbian. lesbian. Yeah. Big time. I think, it, and I think that's it's what you were be saying. A great episode. <laughs> I'm red. <laughs> Let it be known, I didn't say that, but I did give them the script. Thank yeah, you yeah. for reading <laughs> my <laughs> thoughts. No, you no, don't yeah. co-sign any of this. That's Oof. fine. I mean, so yeah, there are different kinds of cages and imprisonment, mm-hmm. and uh, working with the mouse. You know, you're talking about contracts, and and to be fair, Mickey has to maintain his reputation. Yeah, he has a lot riding on him mm-hmm. being the happiest mouse on earth. Yeah. And so even though as a child we're going to go through, let's say, puberty, we will have to maintain a certain kind of youthful innocence. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's, I don't know, leading children astray. Yeah. Um, God huh. forbid we have any kind of sexual curiosity or awakening before we're married. I don't know. Oh, right. But there's, you know, contractual obligations that sort of stunt identity formation. We're just going right in. Yeah. Please. Um, and then, you know, with faith, of course, there are so many different sects and denominations, and I want to honor everyone's individual practice. Mm-hmm. I sort of had the, like, radical evangelical experience plus my own, we would call it spiritual asceticism I think it is where it's like very denial of self minimal belongings like really and I I think that was my reaction Mm -hmm. to maybe the like grandiosity of the industry I was sort of like oh no I don't want to be a you know a celebrity who's narcissistic so I'm gonna you know diminish myself make myself smaller disappear not take up any space at all Mm. like living for God's glory but I was like super disconnected from my body yeah so the queer journey is really when I you know noticed that I was attracted to someone and I felt everything for the first time and was like oh no this is bad yeah and it went through the filter of, like, these are things that can't be trusted. Yes. Mm-hmm. You are going to be eternally damned if you move forward with this. So I thought I was called to celibacy. I also thought I was asexual most of my life. Wow. Yeah, like, really extreme. Um, and not to say, I mean, I have friends who are asexual. And for me, it was extreme. For them, it's their yeah. natural state of being. Right. Um, but once I... Yeah, once I started noticing my attractions, that was like, I had to deconstruct an entire paradigm. Right. So. I always think that that, I had a similar, I was in a religious household, and I think what's so interesting is like, you have, you're so far from trusting your natural instincts. Yes. And like, you are very much conditioned to question in like the opposite way. Mm -hmm. Like, I think sometimes being queerness you when you have to forge who you are in a in a like group or family or society that doesn't want you to explore your queerness you have this like distrust after you come out of like mm. other establishments but b- before you get there you have like a complete distrust of your own self right yeah. which is like i remember feeling attraction for my best friend and being mm. like oh that's the de- i know what that is the devil yeah and that takes so long it to does. be like wait is it what if it's not? And then right. it takes, I mean, like, 
yeah, people, a lot of times people are like, how do people come out so late in life? And it's like, oh, you have, it takes a long time. It takes a long time through. to find the key and then to even be willing. Sometimes you're like in the cage and you're like, I actually think this is the key that it's would work nice. to get me yeah. out of here. But right. yeah, but I've made it so long. I might as well stay exactly. a little longer. Right. Yeah. Okay. I really want to know about the celibacy thing. How old mm. were you when you were like, I'm called to this? Uh, so all throughout teenhood, I recognized that many young people were starting to experiment or have sex or, you know, try drugs, party. But I was already one in the spotlight, so Mm -hmm. that wouldn't have been permitted without, like, a lot of criticism. And two, you know, my family has its own kind of addiction and abuse-oriented state of being in the house. So I wasn't drawn to it as like a pleasurable escape. It was mm-hmm. more like that doesn't seem like that's helping anyone's life. Yeah. So I chose straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> straight. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I would say probably all the way till mm, 1920. Wow. And I even when I recognized like the reason I ended up See, this is why I can't talk to queer people because we're too open. <laughs> it's it too nice? safe. Don't we have that it's so good. It's, it's nice. too respectful. Yeah. It's too safe. It's warm. To do it's this cozy. It feels like getting in a bath. It feels like a nice warm bath. That's yeah. what is so fun about being around other queer people. And we mm-hmm. also are like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. I thing. know. Okay. 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 Fine. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I, I do remember that my choice to no longer be a virgin. First of all, of course, I thought I was like, absolutely going to hell but there was a part of me that I think came from a healthy developmental place mm-hmm. that felt quote-unquote behind not that there's any age that you have to have sex but I recognized like there are so many parts of myself that I don't understand emotionally physically intimately and I you know almost felt like guilty for being quote-unquote behind and then chose with, you know, someone who I did trust mm-hmm. and he was very caring and it was like, you know, a, a kind and gentle experience for what it is. But I also know like m- my reason was not yeah like an honest kind of response to feeling strongly for someone. It was more like, oh, I think I spent so long offline now uh, like you like want to catch up yeah like how how does this work and who who can I talk to about this and then you just feel so awkward compared to other people who are you know speaking frivolously and like using language that you're like oh I ooh, (laughs) I can't say those words yet (laughs) I feel like my experience is very similar to this Mm. because I in high school I remember telling my dad I was going to be celibate until I was married. Wow. I was like, I'm not going to lose my virginity until same. my wedding night. I same really? way. Yes. I was like, it was it felt like such a better option yeah. than letting them know that I was queer for a while. Ah. I de- I was like, I think a lot of queer people queer people. I, I said queer people. Yeah. Which, which I love. Coin. Queer people. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> when oh. when there's an real I know a lot of like uh closeted queer people that were raised in Christianity mm-hmm. or these like religious spaces and they're like a better option is leaning deep into virginity yeah. because mm. there's this weird loophole of well I certainly don't want to have sex with men exactly certainly I'm not gonna you're not gonna see me having sex with a man so no. if you want to give me a purity ring yeah if you want me to do all that stuff that's way easier than exploring wow. any sexuality mm-hmm. sure sure but it sounds like for some of us you were aware of your queerness and it was 
sort of a tactic or an angle for self-protection in some way. But then others, like, I was not aware that I was even queer. I wasn't even aware. I was like, this is what I should be doing. And my dad was like, don't. Really? Yeah. My dad was told, like, straight up told me, he was like, I promise you that that's not what you should be doing is waiting until you're married. He was like, you need to go out and date people. Shout out cool dad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, if that's what you want to do, I'm absolutely like, you should do it. But my dad was like, I promise, he's also been married three times. He was like, date around. Like, yeah, right. date people. Find out who you are actually attracted to and who you are, yeah. you connect with on an emotional level. Right. Do you and, feel like you yeah. were losing your virginity because you were like, I should, like, did you feel like you had to prove something? Yeah, I definitely, when you said that, I was like, there I There's a felt, should in there. Yes. Yeah. I was like, it's time. Right. I'm in college. Right. Everyone's doing it. Yes. And it was to a boy. And I was like, this is not ideal. Oh, it's so whatever. crazy yeah. I think about like how I was taught about sex too within the context of a religion it was always like I literally would be having sex with women and being like well it doesn't count oh that's crazy for too long <laughs> till uh, last, uh, last year, year. <laughs> <laughs> no like and it's it's sad to look back I mean the discussion of like what is queer sex mm. all of that stuff and also it always revolves Typically, when we're talking about gay sex, people only think mm. it counts if there is a phallic right. yeah. p- person and involved. If there's like a dick involved, way, yeah. yeah, they're like, this is sex. Hmm. Everything else. Right. It's so for the longest time, I was like, okay, I don't have to, I don't really have to face this mm-hmm. yet. Because mm. I was like, not even like trying to, I don't know, the whole thing when you add in trying to follow rules that don't even match the life that you're living is right. very... Yeah, confusing, and it makes everything yeah. stunted. The queer time—I mean, we talk about it on the show all the time. Second the puberty queer timeline. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a second puberty once you hit like mid twenties, mm-hmm. early thirties. I was going to say maybe out. a little later for yeah. some of us. <laughs> no, but for real, like, <laughs> you're like I'm a teenager right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yay, you look great, crushes. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The queer timeline is to- is is totally different. Yeah. Like all of it, and so you get to a point where. When did you get to the point where you're? even recognizing you're starting to recognize this queerness because for the longest time you're like you're avoid you're avoiding everything it sounds like mm-hmm. like even expressing any type of sexuality any attraction any, yes, to anyone yeah. mm-hmm. so when did that start to change um well it still largely you know is experienced privately because then I had to contend with the fact that my public persona is affiliated with family entertainment mm-hmm. and I had this you know I do teach children and I'm and again, like sexuality is is not sinful. Some of this is like residual, you know, yeah. being a- averse to human nature. But I still also try to be mindful of like, okay, just in case there's an eight-year-old watching. And at the same time, fully owning my development as a grown human right. yeah. who's ready to move into other phases of being. So, you know, it's probably mid-20s. And I had already, you know had my first relationship queer relationship and and then and then it happens to I don't know if anyone can relate to this but then you know sometimes you dial back the the queer expression after the queer relationship and you're like oh okay there's this masking capacity to Mm -hmm. only pursue straight presenting relationships again and I didn't 
it it was honest. I mean, I'm I'm pan, so yeah. I am attracted to people of all identities, embodiments. I mean, if you saw, <laughs> there's no you can't figure out the connecting point <laughs> between anyone. I love that. Your like track records all over the four eleven yeah. to six seven. Where it's all the things. Hell yeah. Beautiful. Six um, seven rocks. That's actually my exact height, which is so weird you that you said that. Fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. wish. It is four eleven. <laughs> please. <dude>. Please. <laughs> um so, okay, yeah. Yeah. I don't know where I was, but I yeah, I think I was mid twenties and um and yeah, and then and then I had to figure out like, well, who am I authentically and and how do I want to express and there are so many more risks that come with expressing yourself in a queer way at mm-hmm. least at the time now i'm surrounded by a queer community Good. which i've never experienced until recently and it makes a world of difference yeah, yeah it does so many mullets mm-hmm. so <laughs> many mullets like, it's incredible so a many lot of mullets. leg hair a i don't lot of leg armpit hair, hair. Uh, yes uh, i don't feel safe everywhere. unless there's like two to three mullets in in a room yes yeah Shared piercings. Right, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's, I have no and piercings. It's okay. I have Shared no mullets. Equality tattoos. Like we're all out there. But like, also, so you both identify as lesbian. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Okay. Mm-hmm. And I wondered, like, do you have pan people on? Am I lesbian enough for oh, this podcast? We have all types of queer people yeah, on okay. this podcast. Cool. This podcast goes all over the We spectrum. almost, okay, I mean, we like all queer people but it's also mm. really fun to get like we're covering the lesbian point of view I mean Mackenzie and I are a little mm. different too like in a lot of ways we're also very similar sometimes I'm worried that we're the same being yeah. mm. but we love having on a ton of different types of people on so okay. that our listeners can get more of a perspective from the other side yeah, great they, they they get where we're coming from yeah they're okay. like we hear it every week and they're like, we get it <laughs> yeah. and you had Shannon on yes who directed Shannon. my music video stripped Shut bear up. <gasps> And you could say, wow. was sort of my foray into understanding lesbian culture. Hot. Really? Because she, I shaved my head in the video and I deferred to her and the small creative team for like what to wear because that's just never been my yeah. concern. And so she gave me the classic lesbian getup, which of is like, I think, yeah, sorry. No, let's hear it. What was it? <laughs> I what think no, please. sometimes it <laughs> includes like a roll-up yeah. tee yes. shirt. Yep. It's always a rolled tee. Some denim. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know if we still tuck or not. Tucking and then, um, I don't know. Was it Converse? This uh, seems very gay. Yeah, this is hot. I let, I'm picturing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then later for the evening scene, there was a flannel. Of course. Incredible. So a little on the nose. It's nice to but... have like queer people help guide you. Like, yes. I remember when I came out, I was like, I need to find a lesbian somewhere. Stab. And yeah. there was no way. I remember ASAP. even before I came out, like, I am chatting the one other, there was one queer person mm-hmm. in our school. And I was like, hey, hey girl, Psst, it's me from Algebra. <gasps> How's it out there? Like, you just need it. Like, you oh, need people yeah. out yeah. there around you to, like, help with that stuff. Even, like, knowing that other people know what you're talking about can be so validating when you're surrounded by so many straight people i know i want to ask you did you have anybody not like a mentor but somebody that was also in disney at the same time as you that came out to you or helped you in any way or was it just like not spoken about there um so i think to contextualize what our careers were like 
Disney was one of 15 jobs I had. Got it. Okay. So I know to the naked eye, it seems like maybe we all congregate and like film I thought it was on a the summer same. Camp. Yeah. I thought it was like you <laughs> guys had not class like together. High school okay. in the way that sometimes we say it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and also we're often all so busy with our own pathways that we don't really interact a lot. We kind of yeah. come together colleagues this is the scene we have great good to see you see you later I'm sure some people bonded if they were like series regulars but Mm -hmm. I was always recurring kind of in and out on shows and yeah I I don't recall having any conversations with anyone um on Disney about being queer yeah and it's like so many of them so many child actors come out later in life yeah yeah that I like wonder you know if you guys are coming up together and working on very similar projects if you would talk about it maybe others did yeah but I was so nervous about my own experience Mm -hmm. I think I I probably kept everything inside well except for everyone else knowing that I was queer (laughs) everyone else was like we got you did you get clocked a lot well, not not to my face. I wish I did because yeah. yeah. I could have learned sooner. But, you know, people look at the Sarah Baker character in Cheaper by the Dozen mm-hmm. or other, I don't know, athletic characters that wear basketball shorts. And they're like, <laughs> we knew you were queer. Were you getting cast a lot as like tomboy? Yes. But I also I'm from Toledo, Ohio, mm-hmm. where a lot of straight women and girls play sports yeah like normal yeah it's midwest baby that's midwest and we do wear whatever the you know oversized jackets or whatever and it's not like because we're queer yeah so i don't think i associated automatically like sports with sexuality Mm -hmm. um well because you were also a child i was a baby you're not even thinking about this kind of stuff right like i was deep like i don't think i came out until i was 20 so I wasn't even aware of when I'm in high school mm-hmm. that this is a thing. Right. You know, oh, so wow. I'm just like. It, Same. Yeah. I was just I like think I was 20 or older. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, so I was deeply aware. Yeah. And de- when you're, it's a very particular experience when you know and you are actively trying to yeah. not let other people know. Because then for me, it really came out double in other ways. Yeah. Like I was hide. I was in an active relationship that was hidden. Mm. And I was like. Still playing trumpet, okay? <laughs> Still giving too many back massages during, like, lunch break. It does you know come I mean? out in the weirdest ways where it's like, yeah. I'm trying to hide it over here, but then it's almost like you're, like, a pipe is exploding yes. on this side. It comes and you're out. like, wait, stop. Uh, the way I desperately wore a cowboy hat every single day to school. Yeah. Like, I was just, like, I was so deeply queer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but then anytime anyone would ask, like, because people would ask me sometimes because they were like, hey, what's in here? And when it would come up and you knew... Like, that was, you're like, oh, it shatters everything. Because you're like, yeah. I thought I was passing mm-hmm. so hard. Oh. And then people would say to me, people would ask me, they're like, do you remember when st- p- straight people, first of all, are atrocious and need to be arrested. Yeah. But people would come up to my face and do this to me in high school. And I was like, I thought I got them all fooled. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm wearing my, no, do- I'm wearing my crucifix. I've got WWJDs on. Uh-huh. I'm like, how do they know? I remember, As I'm wearing yeah. those Bermuda shorts. Do you know the ones? It's always the three quarter shorts. <laughs> you know the ones? Bermuda shorts. <laughs> yes. You know. I know the Old Navy campaign. <gasps> they sang about them. Yeah. Yeah. See, Old Navy really actually, they're, That's there is a queer pipeline. Oh, there yeah. is. That is yeah. absolutely a queer pipeline. <laughs> Thanks, Old Navy. Uh, Thank you. Sponsored all- by... <laughs> If your shorts hit your knee, you know what I mean? It's Yeah. We're there. Holy shit. 
Wow. So when did you first know? Wait. I don't even want to ask I mean, that. try it, I guess. I want to know about <laughs> – you You were describing your first queer relationship. Yes, so. but we're going to skip on okay. the talking about one? that anymore. Yeah, but Got I can it. talk about others. Can I ask then – well, this is the one. I'll tell you what the question is, and you can tell me if you want to talk about it or not. Oh. Fun. <laughs> what, <laughs> what was – and it doesn't have to be the first queer date, but what was your first queer dating experience that you remember where you were actively flirting Oh. And how was it? Like, how do you date? Yeah. What is it like to date you? <laughs> um, uh, well. <laughs> I love how nervous you're getting. You will probably not know. You're on a date with That me. I'm interested in you. Ah. Uh, for a while. That's like me. Because I, I want to understand the map of you a mm-hmm. bit more. Mm-hmm. We all have our reasons for being guarded. I have a laundry list. Mm -hmm. And I also lean avoidant. And so I'm independent by nature. Mm -hmm. So I have to understand, like, what are the expectations? What's the capacity? Mm -hmm. Also, we have to talk about relationship structures. Are you doing this night one? No, 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 no. (laughs) No, You're a slow burn, Mm -hmm. it sounds like. It sounds like it would take a while. I'm a real slow burn. Because there's also the element here where, like, you go through the phase, maybe it's not a phase, um, where you meet people and they feel exciting and you feel the butterflies, yeah. but you're like, oh, that's, those are the trauma responses. Yes, yes. And I've learned now to not get excited act. over that. Yeah. And then you have the really slow burn where it's so slow, you're like, I don't think this is worth mm-hmm. leaning into further. And then the person I'm seeing right now, I would say, is like this really beautiful middle path yeah. mm-hmm. where the co-regulation is next level, wow. like soothe the nervous system, but also have this really provocative, enriching, energetic connection, intellectual connection. So I think I think I usually am studying people for a while mm-hmm. before I would even initiate any kind of flirtation and the flirtation likely for me would be humor Mm -hmm. and uh yeah and I'm I'm not an overt flirt wow and if someone did that with me which has never happened like I don't get is flirt flirted with yes you don't get flirted that's what I were describing your approach to dating and flirting and connecting or whatever Mm -hmm. i was like does that make people chase after you yeah like the codependent type sure but i smell that from a mile away that's so cool and hot it only took seven tries (laughs) 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 um they sound like you though i was like boundary yes i'm because i'm also so boundaried Mm. but i do think that like and also, no, I never had people flirt with me either. Yeah. And it would just never happen. And, right. But I always was like, God, that would be so nice. It'd be so lovely if somebody would to come up to me and feel desirable. Yeah. Like overtly. Yes. I don't know what that's happens. like. But my closest friends were always the like blonde bombshell or this like really just lovable extroverted personality. And, yeah. you know, I'd just be like flanking them going, oh, yeah. okay, great. Yeah. No, I'll hold the I'll door. Right yeah. Like, I'll hold your purse. Whoa. Yeah. And you also don't do dating apps. So you're meeting these people IRL. 
and yes. kind of sussing them out. Yeah, I think that's, I guess, my style is, like, if we're in proximity to each other on a project mm-hmm. or we're going to the same lectures on some niche topic, like, and oh, I see hot. you. Like, Literally hot. Saying Both lecture on a niche topic. I'm like, You're I'm just going to lectures? So cool. Okay, I'll give you a list. Give me a <gasps> list. Yeah. Ooh. This is incredible. Can but... I tell you what Yeah. this person and I just did for valentine's day preemptively please yes we went to a queer instructed and they need all the credit here they found the graphic queer instructed asl class and we learned how to sign all of these really loving phrases this is right up your alley i majored in asl studies Uh, we're on our way we're in a free course (laughs) (laughs) asl is like the one of the best things that i've yes that that community fucking rocks yes and it feels like baseline it's been on my list i just continually choose work first and need to reprioritize where my energy goes but yes that's so fun asl is a beautiful date that is such a effing good date idea and it's and it's kind of so queer yeah deeply queer in so many ways yes the whole thing that's so awesome and we're learning about like deaf culture and history and has an intersectional lens like could not get queerer oh my god that's beautiful can't get better than that that fucking rocks i think i have to switch up my date idea for you have to to. i pride myself on like good dates Mm. and i feel like i have been also prioritizing work recently more and Mm. i'm like that's such a good idea Mm -hmm. is to get out of your comfort zone and do something that's also like so queer what is that? Is yes. it yes? Yes. Um, is it is the thumb yes. behind, yep. thumb in front? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I yeah, that's fucking hot. Though. I, I, yeah. Ever- this is sweet. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> do you know any, any dirty ones that you could do right now? Rose. Sh- sure. Sure. I. What do, do you want? Flower? That's dirty. Give me a dirty one. On the around the nose. Yeah. What is that? That's flower. I'm trying to. What do you like? Um. Could we say something like? Mm, Give us a is raunchy there a, one. Is Will like? Will. Will yep. Will you, you make love? Make love. Oh, so that's love. love. I think I've seen this you is do make this. love. With to make love with yeah, me yeah yeah. Sorry, that's not, good. Not to your fiance. Sorry. No, that's good. Yeah, you look out. So, no ASL. But... I liked. I mean ASL rocks in general. And every the school that I went to weirdly has a very strong ASL program. So all of the teachers are deaf, and most of those teachers are queer, mm. and most of the people at that in the classes that I was dating everyone I dated a deaf woman for a long time and also like did when you, you just say I dated everyone I dated everyone in the class <laughs> did you really no <laughs> Jesus not everyone but like the girls <laughs> okay but the thing about the deaf community when you get like more into it the mm-hmm. overlap of queer people in the deaf community. The Venn diagram and, like, is not even a diagram. Also, interpreters, interpreters too. Like, people that are drawn to ASL, there's a huge overlap between the queer community and, mm-hmm. like, people who are just, like, really into ASL. Yeah. As well as the deaf community. And it is something that, like, I don't think people are talking about it enough. There's, like, a ton of... It's <laughs> fucking rocks. This pod. It fucking rocks. Okay. Uh, that's a really cool date. How long have you been with your partner now? Whoa. Partner's a strong word choice. Oh, are choice. you still feeling it out? We feeling haven't... Out decided on a term yeah, per se so yeah. but i imagine it will continue to evolve in that direction and That's so sweet. um That's it's fun. been several months a very slow burn though because they knew when we met i was 
really clear about this particular season. I have like five or six overlapping life's work projects, um, including like trying to get legislation passed to protect kids and making a toolkit to protect child performers and entertainment. And it's sort of this like it's everything's boiling to a head and I want to be present for it. You have to be. And so it's added this really interesting, beautiful layer of like, oh, there's a desire to spend time, but we have to miss each other. And when we see each other, it's hyper present, but also like acknowledging that we can't indulge the way that other queer meetups sometimes are. You're just like, oh, eight hours long. yeah. Yeah. I mean, we will, we, I think we sat after the ASL class, I think we were in their car for five hours that's what I'm talking about. Just that, staring you could drive at each other. To yeah. Arizona. Looking at each other. Yeah. Just God. soaking up. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. No, that's like. This is beautiful. The best. Yeah. That's so sweet. It's, it, I think it's healthy. It's very healthy. <laughs> Which is such a win for is this, both of us. Is this new for you? Um, I would say, I mean, I've had several healthy and life-giving, growthful relationships um, where you're not leaving like with new scars or new wounds. Um, But I think this is the first time, especially from a gender perspective, where I feel so understood. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're also non-binary, and there's something about just being able to see the fullness of someone. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other day they (laughs) said, I'm really just... They're gonna, it's going to be a love letter to them here. That's so cute. Um, but, you know, they said, like, in that moment, however they were experiencing me, they just said, you feel really, like, actually genderless. Wow. And and that's not, like, something I'm striving for. Mm-hmm. But I've never heard someone comment uh, about me in that way. Yeah. And I did feel just quite expansive nice? yeah. and, you know, sort of dissolving of labels and just fully human and um and I you know started tearing up because I thought like I didn't know you could receive feedback like that Mm -hmm. or that someone would take the time to see you in the way that you experience yourself not in the way that you appear or the world has known you so I think that's interesting too we both are are highly perceptive a lot of that's from being kind of like overly hypervigilant from not so great scenarios in our childhood, but it's become this beautiful way of deeply seeing each other. And like, I think that from a sexuality standpoint, like, yes, I'm pan, but like, come on, it's like intellectual, emotional, it's everything. Yeah. So that's so beautiful. That's literally beautiful. I'm getting chills, honestly getting chills, but to be perceived is like something that I think we think about a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think, within the context of like two I think as we get older too like having queer relationships is something that I used to be like I had a phase of like toxicness or I I was I felt a little bit tossed around by straight people for a long time in my Mm. like college years and so a lot of my experiences in relationships were I was gay and they were not and that kind of dynamic went over and over and over again and I remember getting older in my queerness and then dating queer people that were already queer before I met them. And that's not to say that like everyone can come to it whenever they want. It's not a critique of when you find your queerness. But for me, being within queer relationships changed 
my whole experience of myself and the relationships that you're having Mm -hmm. because that was like starting to realize that there are queer relationships when both people are experiencing this thing is like it was life changing for me Mm -hmm. and it's very beautiful to hear you talk about you're like you like light up yeah fucking I Which love, is love. New. Yeah, it's it's that is new. That feeling of being comfortable enough to even let you see that I feel joyful about this. Cause yeah. I think before when you're first experience experiencing something positive after maybe a long bout of not experiencing that, then you're kinda like, uh oh, is this gonna be taken away? Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna, you know, downplay it. You have your or guard up. Yeah. And now I think I've had and I can credit this to the beauty of previous connections too that like we've been slowly helping each other heal and it Mm -hmm. feels like I'm in the most grounded you know version of myself so far I think that's also the 30s something happens and you're like thank god my personality is not like switching up every single day um for me to be able to actually land and say and a huge thing for me too is structures of relationships Mm -hmm. like and people's level of self-awareness within what they choose for that structure like if you're monogamous or you're poly no matter what you're gonna need a lot of Mm self-awareness and a lot of communication skills and when I listened to how they spoke about their previous connections and when I witnessed how people treat them and see them and talk about them I was like this person it's like screams integrity like oh, you know ooh, yeah that's so and beautiful. That's, yeah. that can like help you know microwave the trust building process because yeah. you're like oh who you say you are is i think actually who you are yeah because i would move at a snail pace otherwise so i feel like they both understand snail behavior but <laughs> also like are demonstrating all of the things that i would need to go okay i think i can like i yeah. think we can do this dance for as long as we want. Wow. Yeah. That well, self-awareness doesn't happen often. Yeah. No. And even you were describing too, like having that because you're busy, but also like intentionally not chugging each other mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Intentionally like, I mean, how many times have we gone on or heard about people that go on dates that are well, six, seven, eight hours long. Love bombing yeah. and too. Truly. Right, right. Like right. getting where you're in these positions where I remember the first date I had with now my fiance shout out Rania but like I remember leaving it being like did I do that wrong because I was not used to somebody Mm. not being so obsessed with me and I was like oh right like you can actually get to know somebody you can take your time getting to know somebody right you gotta peel back those nobody told me but I was also an alcoholic it took a long time but incredible and that dopamine hit I mean yeah you're like this I can do this yeah that's fucking wild I want to talk about this legislation that you're trying yeah. to get passed. Yeah. Tell us everything. We're going to have to cut you guys off there because we have so much more of our interview with Allison that we had to break it up into two parts. That's my favorite fucking, you know, when you have your friend over and you're just like, you're just having a kiki and you're like, oh my God, should I put on a pot of coffee? We could have chatted with them for literally like five hours. No, I know. That's the thing. I was like, I immediately am obsessed with them. Me too. I'm really obsessed with them. And the second part, we get into the nitty gritty and yeah. we also have them answer, I think it's an ask a dyke. There are, yes. So we're, I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to actually tease you, but this episode is so fucking good. Next week, we have part two coming. So sign up to um, Spotify or Patreon. That episode is going to be private. But trust me, you're going to want to watch. You're going to want to watch it for sure. I'm like, I have so much fun here. I know. I really like 
when we get to have people that are so different than us. You mean smart. I think I, what you and mean, when I say different from us, I do 100% mean smart. Smart and talented. Yeah. I did feel like not – I felt like I was in the presence of somebody who was so important. It's you how, know what I mean? Of 100%. Like, where I, I was felt like, like, oh, okay. I felt like I was – the assistant to bet porter yeah you know what i mean i feel like we were watching bet on the trail yeah that's what it felt like do you think we should somehow get them on the ballot it needs to be done anyways it, part two coming you, next week part two's coming next week thank you guys if you have any ask dikes you know what to do shove them up your ass see us on tour go to two dikes and to get tickets today and if you have any ask dikes don't shove them up your ass no stop and I, and I mean that with i mean that in a sensual loving way you're gonna send Shove them, them up my ass. You're gonna send them to two dikes and a mic at gmail.com. I'm sorry for my coworker. Um, I love you guys so much. I'm Mackenzie Goodwin. I'm Rachel Scanlon, and I'd like to end with a song. Don't go do something gay today. And I